For marketing agencies and social media managers looking to prove the value of their work, I've got something special for you. Agora Pulse is not only Social Media Examiner's tool of choice as an all-in-one social media management tool, it also allows you to track the traffic, conversion, and revenue from every social post, comment, and private message. Learn how to prove your social media ROI with a free training or a free trial by visiting agorapulse.com SME today. Again, agorapulse.com SME. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media. Welcome to the show. I'm Jeff C. And I'm Grace Duffy. And we are excited to be joined today by Peg Fitzpatrick, and we're going to be exploring Instagram rolling out the ability to view live video and direct messages on desktop and some new business tools. But first up, we do have a little bit to talk to you about some YouTube news that we wanted to cover with our new to the show guest, Ed Lawrence. And we've invited him to join us here on Everywhere You're Finding Us. He is from the UK, as you can tell. And we are here to talk about YouTube's new video builder tool. Yeah. So if you don't know who Ed is, he is the co-founder and a director of Business Film Booth, an uncorporate video production company that specializes in helping businesses communicate with video. He is YouTube certified and has produced over 10,000 videos for businesses and brands. Ed, thank you so much and welcome to the show. Pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. So Grace, break down this news for us. Yeah, so YouTube released a free new tool called Video Builder, and it promises to lessen the burden on small and mid-sized businesses looking to incorporate more high-quality video into their marketing strategies. So again, this is particularly aimed at small businesses, specifically those that may not have the creative experience or the technical know-how required to create good video. And don't we know that that is uh, definitely a challenge, right? So this tool enables them to quickly and easily animate static images that they may already have, such as photos, their text, their logos, add music from YouTube's music library. And then you can also uh, select a layout. So this tool was initially being tested. It's still considered a beta product and it was being tested with a small group of customers. But when the global pandemic hit, TechCrunch actually noted that there was a rush to get it out more publicly. So you, it is still uh, something that you have to sign up for, but it is available widely and it allows people that maybe are wanting to do uh, more video, but right now, you know, an in-person shoot just isn't practical, no longer an option. And many small businesses, quite frankly, are shot for cash. So Ed, have you had a chance to check out this new product? No, you <laughs> not. <laughs> so I'm a good guest to have on. Um, so uh, it basically, it, it takes five days or up to five days to get approved for. And uh, this was only asked on last night. I haven't actually seen it. But what I have done is I spent the afternoon researching lots of blogs and looking at YouTube videos to talk about it. So hopefully I'm, I'm going to be well suited to answer all your questions here today. Absolutely. So, you know, is there a good alternative for creating videos on your own without the help of a professional crew or service such as yourself um, until this blows over? Like based on your research, do you think that this video uh, builder tool is a good alternative for that? Yes and no. So I think it's a case of kind of looking at who is it for to start off with. Everything I'm reading is saying the same thing. This is for people who have no experience with video. 
it might be their first time. It's aimed at people who maybe just want to get started and try it out. So for that reason, yeah, it's a good little tool. As you mentioned earlier, you can add pictures, images, you know, music. You can create these sort of animated slideshows. But if your branding is slick and you do have a little bit of experience in design, they, they do pop. They do look really good. From that point of view, I'd say, yeah, it's good. It's not going to predate, uh, I don't think it's going to threaten production companies. I'm, I'm not sitting here worrying mm. about it. Um, there's a lot of tools already that do something similar. I think, um, you know, it, it was it was rushed out, uh, whether or not it's because YouTube wanted a new way and Google wanted a new way to make some money rather than uh, actually, you know, give small businesses a, a free tool. I, I'm not sure. But having looked at it, I'd say the only con really is that it's basic, but it's supposed to be, and it will be tough to make anything that kind of, you know, creates an emotional attachment, but that's not the goal. So yeah, yeah. I think, I think this is check it out. So on that same kind of, that theme that you're talking about, they're calling it beta and it's kind of been beta for a while. And they said, but do you think it's something that's really, other than making ads, it can really, you can't make long form videos. It's only for what, 15 seconds is the longest mm. you can go. So you know, what is that lacking when you're trying to make uh, an ad for YouTube? I mean, I'm, I'm sure your production company probably would never use this. So what are like some things that you really think it's, it needs like for when it comes out of beta? Well, I mean, YouTube have, and Google have put out some examples of what's been created. And for YouTube ads, you know, you only need five seconds to make an impact. So I think for YouTube ads, it's not really lacking much. For mm. companies that sell products, for example, let's say you've got a bank of 100 products and you've already got some amazing stock you know, photography that you've taken. Right. This is your chance to make 100 short videos that you could potentially use to market to different products. So, yeah, it's not the sort of thing that you're going to use to create you know, educational vlogs or so on. But um, right. I also thought about it and thought, you know, LinkedIn right now, Facebook right now, it's, it's really hard to get attention one of the best results I see with video is actually not necessarily giving all the information, but grabbing the attention. So, you know, a video comes on a timeline, it starts auto-scrolling, it pops, and then it draws people's eyes to the description. They want to know what it's about before they actually hit play. So these sort of short videos, if you can make them really visual, that they can gain, you know, they can grab that attention, maybe draw them towards some other content that you want to point them towards. So it's, it's something that's going to help get you noticed, but it's not going to solve all your problems. Gotcha. So I've seen a lot of video tools coming out and updating and pushing on Facebook and Instagram ads and all sorts of things. So it's just one of many of these kind of do-it-yourself uh, solutions for businesses and creating these simple animations. Do you know of any other good third-party alternatives for creating these type of animations? Yeah. As you said, Jeff, there's a lot of, of these at the moment. Um, one that I would sort of draw your attention to is Storyblocks. Um, mm. So Storyblocks is a stock video website, you know, you, you pay membership fee, you go on there and you can download video. They've just added their own beta version of this. Now it's in beta. Um, so there's probably some bugs with it, but the exciting thing about this is the actual stock footage that you can use with it. Now, personally, I think Storybooks is quite cheap. Mm -hmm. uh, they're constantly adding footage to it and we use it in our clients' videos quite a lot. And there's some footage that you can piece together to tell a really good story on there. So I'd say you have the ability to go a little bit deeper and there's a lot of variety that keeps getting better. So I'd say check that one out. There's also one called Animoto, which you may or may oh, yeah. not have heard of. Mm -hmm. That, you know, this is template stuff, short videos where you can, again, use stock video and, and, and text and graphics to create these nice eye-catching things for social media. And I think that, that's, that's what you want to look at. It. It's, it's, it's to make a visual impact. Um, or you could just get rid of it all and use GIFs. Some of the posts I've been putting on LinkedIn recently have trended, and I've only used a GIF. 
So <laughs> that's really interesting. I want to bring up a comment from uh, one of our watchers over on Facebook. Carrie Ray says it's looking kind of like it would be like Lumen Five, and that's another mm. one that you know you can create these kind of graphics as well. So thanks for that, Carrie. That's right. So yeah, very very cool. To, thank you for listing off those tools because I know a lot of small businesses are really looking for those types of things right now to do from their home. Hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And to that point, Ed, how are you supporting your own clients at this time? Because you own a you know, video production company. And so how are you advising them in regards to maintaining their video creation or doing video ad strategies? I know you mentioned before the call that you have a team that continues to work and probably even is working harder now that all of us are home and consuming so much video. I think, yeah, we're working harder because the content we've been producing is now getting watched a lot more. So it's kind of what we're telling our clients to do. Um, really, nothing's changed at all. You know, Zoom and these, these video communication tools are wonderful. If clients want to produce, you know, videos where they're presenting to camera, we just Zoom in. We consult them on what kit to use or what they've got. We help them with the setup and the layout. And then we direct them and we keep getting presenting, helping with their scripts and promotion. So nothing has changed other than we're not using our own cameras and we're in the same room on that respect. Otherwise, people are just sort of sending us products. We're making videos out and I'm presenting some videos for clients and says my business partner because we've presented a lot. So it's, it's odd. You'd, you'd think it would have been doom and gloom for a production <laughs> company, but uh, it's not been that way at all, which is fantastic. With regards to how we're advising them, Nothing's changed. It's exactly the same message we've always been putting out. I think I'm seeing a lot right now about, you know, this is your chance, you know, market, market, market. And that often encourages people to act too quickly. I don't think this is the chance just to sort of throw together something quickly. I think this is the chance to look at the long term and work out maybe how you're going to use video to communicate in different areas of your marketing over the coming years and to work out, you know, if you're doing anything now, you should really be doing it in four years, five years down the line. Mm. So none of our clients are really that panicked. You know, we were just saying, you know, think about what you're making. And really right now, ROI is going to be important. I'd say for anyone out there watching who's considering using video to generate awareness, on social media, you know, it's a long-term project. It can be quite expensive time and money. Think about conversion, how you can use video to make one person feel incredibly special. You know, if you're gonna, you've got a lead come in and you really want it, you know, make them a video that is just for them. Show them everything you can do, how you can add value and make them feel like they're your only prospect in the world and, and that will get a return. And then maybe, you know, repurpose that content for social media afterwards. Absolutely. Cool. So before we on to move on to our next items, I want you uh, kind of to explain how you can access Video Builder because I know it's it's rolling out to some people. You don't have it. It's a five-day wait. Where can you find it and, and who has access to it? Say so good luck finding it. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, I, there wasn't a big button on the, uh, I found. Um, there's a link I've got here. It's very long. I won't read it out. If you guys have show notes or anything to put it in. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know I'd say have a good look on Google. It wasn't the top post, believe it or not. I think TechCrunch's blog was actually. Oh. Um, but basically, it's, it's at the moment, all it is is a form. You have to have a Google AdWords account. Um, you type in your email, you put in your Google Ads account number, and then you wait for them to contact you. And that's it. Very cool. Yeah, I just dropped it into the link. If you're listening to the podcast and want to find that out, make sure you go to uh, our page for this show on Saturday that Grace always puts together. And we'll leave the link for that at the end of the show. So 
This is awesome. So what's the next thing we're going to bring up about YouTube? There's This is kind of an exciting thing, and I think it's a little more exciting for Ed here than the the, the uh, YouTube builders, I mean, the video builders. So tell us about that, Grace. <laughs> yeah, this is the thing that we know about, right? So I was a little confused because I saw this news. It came through Android Police, and they're reporting that YouTube is currently testing the ability to automatically encode timestamps as specified by the creators themselves and turn them into chapter markers. And this is obviously intended for longer videos. So this was something that I thought that I had seen, at least when I search for something, search for a video, I, I've seen time markers before. So I'm glad we have Ed on to explain what the difference is. And there are certainly some videos that I watch beginning to end, right? There are some creators mm-hmm. that I just love and I watch, but if my bathroom is flooding, true story, and I just need to get to the part right. where it teaches me how to make it stop, this feature is key, right? right. So the video chapter is the ability to skip ahead to, uh, for longer videos. And is this really a new feature or is this just an improvement on an old feature and how could we use it? So there's always been the ability to timestamp your videos and timestamping is, you know, if you've got a video in five sections, part two is a review, you put in your description, yeah, one dot dot three nine review, and then when people click on the description, it takes them to that part of the video. So it's been around forever. You can do it in the comments too. What makes this so good is I'm hoping it's going to force creators to actually have to do this more now because YouTube have made a thing about it because they just don't do it enough. And it also shows in the play bar. So when you hit play, you can see all the lines and the sections and it will show you the name. And that's really going to cause some uh, issues for creators out there who, who love to waffle at the start of their videos to get more watch time. So I'm, I'm excited to see how it's going to mix things up. Very cool. So this feature, like you mentioned, takes the timestamps and then, you know, that you, you as the creator puts in there and then automatically turns it to uh, these chapter markers. So... I just want to be clear that you enter these in the section below in the description, correct? And that's where they show yeah. up? Okay. So what's happening is nothing's changing. There's no nothing new you have to do. You simply put them in your description of your video and it will show up. If you've done it in old videos, it's going to show up. I think if you want to check out a website, uh, one of the channels has already got it, Insider Creators. Mm. The guys that actually work there, their latest videos have got it. Okay. can't access it on iOS yet, Android and desktop, you can. But yeah, it's going to be a good one. Are those chapter points, are they tied to any uh, specific metrics? Can you go back and look and see, okay, they jumped here? Like if it's being used, I guess is what I'm asking. Yeah, okay. So from what I found, there's, there's been no clear, like, you know, click metric. But what you should be able to see is your watch time. Mm. So, you know, if suddenly you see that your watch time graph at four minutes in is having a massive spike, then you know what people are interested in. So that's the most basic way. Hopefully they do put in some other metrics other than that. Gotcha. So... We talked about this a little bit about before the show and you talked about the snippets like, you know, showing up in search. And this seems like it's kind of playing directly into this when people are like Googling things. So what are your thoughts about like the SEO implications about this? I think social media, one of the articles we read talked about that this may be something for you know SEO that this could be important for you to do as a creator. Yeah, uh, massively. So the great thing about a blog and, and why Google is so good is is because you can skip to the bit you care about. So, you know, you may have noticed on Google, you can see a video pop up really big and fill the whole top of search. And what it's doing is it's looking at the transcription and working out in there, you know, what where the relevant content is to the search term. Mm-hmm. I think this is going to help play a part of that where users will actually be giving more accurate data to Google. So it can index more content on search. You know, they, they haven't come out and said this, but it, it would seem like an obvious step. And then this is massive for 
YouTube creators because suddenly you've got more exposure on Google and YouTube. So the two top search engines in the world working towards you. And I think it really shows you how much Google values video. Awesome. Well, this stuff, I mean, that's exciting. I think that these two uh, things that we just talked about for YouTube is pretty amazing coming out. But Ed, before we let you go, I want to let everybody know where they can find you. So where's the best place that people can go find more of Ed Lawrence? Uh, so if you're interested in making video, I just head up to our YouTube channel. It's Business Film Booth, B-O-O-T-H. We put three videos a week on there about growing a channel and making videos and presenting and all the sort of things businesses need to be able to do to, to make video content. Awesome. Thanks, Ed, so much for being here. We appreciate it. And we'll talk okay. to you next time. All right. Yeah, Thank pleasure. you, Ed. Bye now. Take care. All right. So do you guys ever dream of having a loyal following that listens to your every word and buys what you have to sell? Does the idea of becoming more well-known sound appealing? Well, if that's true for you, you need to check out this new online course from our founder, Michael Stelzner, Becoming Well-Known. He's made a name for himself in two industries and has coached countless people like Amy Porterfield, Mari Smith, and Pat Flynn. And if you would like to find out more about this new course that uh, Mr. Michael Stelzner is offering, you need to go to socialmediaexaminer.com forward slash known. That's socialmediaexaminer.com forward slash known to go check that out today. So our next guest is a favorite of mine. I'm sorry, I have to say that, but it's my good friend, uh, Miss Peg Fitzpatrick. So we're going to bring her onto the show. Hey, Peg, how are you doing? Hey, there's a social media examiner scout. On my I know head. it's all right. No, it's the podcast. They'll never know. They'll never know. So <laughs> never if you know. don't know who Peg is, let me introduce her to you. She is a professional social media speaker and writer. She's the co-author of the best-selling book, book, The Art of Social Media, Power Tips for Power Users. And she is a pro at covering all the social media platforms. And yes, she frequently hears you're everywhere. Um, so you can find all her resources, tips, and insights at pegfitzpatrick.com and also her Instagram account at, at pegfitzpatrick. So make sure you go there to check her out. Welcome to the show, Peg. Hey. Hey, Grace. Hey, Peg. You're one of my favorites too, by the way. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're both so thrilled to have you here. So Ooh. we have a ton of Instagram news. In fact, uh, Jeff yeah. and I had already planned the show. And then as we were organizing everything, we we're like, oh, there's so much more news. Like Instagram dropped all this news yesterday and we had to have the Peg Fitzpatrick on to talk to us about it. So first thing was that last week, Instagram rolled out direct messages to everyone around the world and they are now available on desktop. The company notes that everyone now will have the ability to access live messages on the web. This is a long-awaited feature uh, sought out by many businesses, creators, and users such as myself for a long time. So this means that marketers in particular will have the ability to access DMs directly from their computer. And it's just one less step to have to connect and provide resources. And then this week, they rolled out the ability to view live video on desktop mm. as well. So the ability to access a live video on the web also offers the same kind of experience where you can be on your desktop, but it also offers a better experience in my opinion, because rather than having the comments and emojis kind of filtering in as you're doing your live video, they're actually neatly and politely over to the right. So you have this unencumbered view of the live video. So uh, we want to talk about these two things. But first things first, let's talk about these DMs on the desktop, Peg. Mm -hmm. Is this something that you use or expect to use frequently? I use, you... 
I used it immediately. I was like, woohoo. <laughs> I'm a desktop Instagram user, believe it or not. I love doing everything because when you pick your phone up, you start wasting time, right? Then you really yeah. go into a rabbit hole. And sometimes, you know, you don't have time to watch the makeup video, but then it pops up and then you watch it. It happens, right? Yeah. Right, Jeff? I know you're doing that all the time. I'm doing, I was doing that right now off camera. So anyway. But. <laughs> Jeff was like, how's my hair? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. His, um, his hair. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Jeff has been obsessed with his hair lately, by the way. Everyone. I know. That's why I said it. <laughs> um, so anyway, I love that comments, um, the direct messages on desktop. Personally, I saw it immediately. I'm somebody who's on different platforms a lot. So I 98% of the time find things by clicking around. Like I found a whole bunch of new Pinterest things yesterday. But so this I found right away because I got a notification and I was like, that's new. So I clicked on it and it's great. I think it's much better to type out responses. You could send links to clients or links to things much easier than trying to type it out on your phone. I think it's going to make for a longer conversation just because it's easier to type it in and people who still love their phone can still do that. So I think that just gives a little bit more flexibility with your direct messages. And I think brands and influencers use them the most. I also noticed while I was looking at that, that when you click on the image, they actually updated the whole desktop view on Instagram where it used to just kind of be like smaller pictures and you couldn't do anything. Now on desktop, you have the ability for direct messages, but also from the post, you can share it to Twitter. You can send it to people. You can copy a link. So when you go in the little three dots on the images, there's a lot of things you can do now. Um, the one thing that they didn't give you was the ability to share things to your story, mm -hmm. which is interesting. They did everything else. Like I can send things directly to certain people or to groups, but not to like my whole story. I like to sometimes just, I don't know how you guys are, but if I see funny things, I like to make a comment and share it right. or fun or whatever it is, um, which is, I think what everybody does, right? That's why there's share buttons everywhere because right. we're all obsessed with sharing. And that is the gold of every social media post, right? Because people might like it, or if they're in stories, they might do nothing and just go to the next one. Or they can comment, which is great. But then sharing is always the, mm -hmm. the thing that you want people to do the most. And I think creating share-worthy content is, you know, maybe even harder on Instagram. If you're an individual, if you're a brand, you know, I will share. Do you guys share brand stuff on Instagram ever? If it's funny. Do. Yeah, do. if it's funny. funny. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. But it's not easy to me. I always have to rethink, like, how do I share this? And mm -hmm. I used to say that you'd have to do like a repo or I could share it as my own story now. And I'm like, well, right. yeah. yeah. So it's a little bit clunky there, but I'm not the most like astute Instagram user. Like I'm a wait and see kind of person. So. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I like to do it right away, yeah. even if it doesn't work. One thing I like to do, Grace, on Instagram is I will copy the link. And I will, I use Planoly and they have a little feature where it like uploads everything and then you can schedule it. Okay. And I, I like to use that for um, UGC for like, if I'm doing brand stuff, I save a whole bunch of stuff and then I just keep it in there for when I want to share something from clients. It's a really easy way to do it. So it's basically just copying the link and then it pulls it all in there. Mm -hmm. One of the things I do want to just clarify for some people I'm reading in the comments right now is that people are asking, was, is there a new desktop app for Instagram? No, we're talking about it's going through the browser and that's how mm -hmm. you access it. You go to Instagram.com, you sign in, and this is where you're seeing these features we're talking about right now. And speaking about that, so, you know, one of the cool 
for me at least, the coolest thing that's happened is, you know, this ability to, to you know, have watched Instagram Live on the desktop. And and Jen wrote a post about this new feature on her site, Jen's Trends, and she said, there's a couple things that's different about this. You can watch Instagram Live on desktop. You cannot stream a live video from the desktop. Really, there's ways around it. But uh, you mm-hmm. can see a live icon next to the person in the story section on desktop when they're live, but you cannot watch replays on the desktop at this time. You can only watch it mm-hmm. live, which... Peg, I, I want to know what your thoughts are on some of these restrictions. It seems like they kind of gave a really cool thing and they're like, but not really. Right, so. right. They're still trying to catch the live audience, right? I think that it is true that people will click on things when it's live more than I, people. I will watch replays or sometimes I'll even go back and watch mm. the beginning of it if it was a tutorial or something. Mm. So I think they're still trying to keep a couple things maybe in the app only, you know, if you want to watch it live, if you want the replay, you can go there. It's a little bit weird to keep those restrictions. Mm -hmm. And I did see that Mark Zuckerberg had a comment that was in one of the articles talking about how they were eventually going to tie all the messaging together in Facebook, WhatsApp, and Instagram. Mm. Yeah. I I remember reading something about that too. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of like, I mean, it makes sense, but you know, they keep it separate, kind of like your last guest was talking about how Google loves video. That's why they bought YouTube, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they loved it so much they bought that. Right. <laughs> and that's what Facebook did the same thing with Instagram. And I think a lot of what they're trying to do is just stay relevant as you know who mm-hmm. TikTok is, you know, crunching in on their time. Right. So let's talk a little bit why you think that you know, these they're moving these Instagram live broadcasts to the desktop. Do you think it's because mm-hmm. they're going to get more viewers interested or is it because we're all at home and we have access mm-hmm. now to like our computers more? Do you think it's a good thing or is it watering down, you know, the experience of it's supposed to be a lot of mobile platform? Right. I think they've already kind of, you know, it isn't just a mobile only anymore. They've switched a lot of things over. Now they're like trying to make this little hybrid thing where some things are on the app only and some things you can see on desktop. I think if you have a bigger screen, I think it's a better experience. And when you can read the comments on the side, like Grace mentioned, it just does make a better experience as far as like when you're on your phone, comments zoom by and there's only like this much room. And so they're going so fast. And then if you're the person who's hosting it, it's hard to see them. They got to scroll back. Mm -hmm. They have the ability to scroll back easily, but you have to be pretty good at it to be like, you know, doing both at the same time. And so I think maybe there's a lot of reasons that it's better for the community, maybe better conversation in the side. Mm -hmm. You know, YouTube has very similar live now where you can watch it. People can go on YouTube live and the comments are on the side and it's much better. Yeah. Yeah. It makes more of a conversation than people just saying, hi, you're live. Hi, hi, hi. You know, I think more people are interacting. Yeah, personally. And we have a question from one of our comments here. It's people are asking, can we upload content on there right now? So right now we cannot upload content to Instagram from the desktop. No, we're just consuming it right now. Right. Yeah. Yeah, You can comment and you can message. Right. But you can't post or go live. And and one of the things that also I wanted uh, social media today pointed this out in their article that when you do this live thing, now you have a URL that you can cross promote your live to. And before Mm -hmm. you could never do that. Um, And so this, that might be an option too. It's still really weird because you have to go live, you know, on your phone and then look at the desktop, grab the URL and hey, everybody wait. But you know, that is an option now. If you had a team member that you, you know, could do it with for you, that might be something that you could really use to say, Hey, we're live over here. Click here to watch or whatever. So I think that's cool. It is interesting, the changes that they made. Yeah. 
So Grace, with this new thing, this is helping small businesses, I think. So let's go ahead and break this down because I think this is really, really cool. And, you know, kudos to Instagram for doing this. Well, we talked about a little bit about this like last week. So Facebook rolled out the ability to sell gift cards, create personal fundraisers, and one other thing last week. And uh, I know we talked about it with Janet Murray. And so following Facebook's lead, Instagram also rolled out these new features to specifically assist small local businesses that are impacted by this ongoing shutdown. So these are new stories and profile tools. Um, They include the ability to support the business uh, by buying gift cards through Instagram, making purchases through online orders, and then they've extended uh, fundraising. So fundraising that used to only be available on Facebook is now has been extended to Instagram as uh, as stickers. So uh, Instagram notes that these fundraisers, which are not available now, but coming soon, will open up onto Facebook. And it'll be very much like those personal fundraisers, which uh, business owners and or their supporters can set up. The gift cards and food delivery tools that enable for a delivery takeout are now available with the help of partner sites here in the U.S. and then in Canada starting this week. And then it is rolling out globally. So these features will definitely make it easier for those of us wondering how, you know, what ways can we support those local businesses that we care about? Can you give us some insights in how these gift cards and these fundraisers in particular would work? Like mm-hmm. how easy would these be to set up if I was a business? It's actually really easy. I I tested it just to see, like, at first I was kind of like, oh, it's probably so complicated, but it's really not. And they already have it in the Instagram help section. So after this is over, if you're watching the replay, you can just um, search for Instagram help gift card set up and they have it all there. You could do it right in the app on your phone. I don't even think you could do this on desktop, but I saw it. um, I didn't look in the back end on Facebook yet, but I did do it on my phone on a small business account. And it's very, very easy just to add it as a button on your profile. And then it sets up with a couple partners, like you mentioned. Mm -hmm. I think there was like five or six different ones. You can choose which one you want. And I think it's really great because small businesses are really feeling the crunch of no foot traffic. And some small businesses, probably not that are following the show, because I know you guys are all on social media, I hope. But some (laughs) small businesses haven't been on social media. So now they're trying to figure all of it out. Mm -hmm. But people do. I mean, we all love our small businesses. We all have our little local coffee places or florists or whoever they are. And, you know, months and months without business is going to be tough. So this little gift card feature, I feel like is a really easy way to put it right there on your profile. And then you could share it. You could know, you could write posts about it in a nice way Mm -hmm. or do Instagram stories. You're going to have to kind of train your audience at first because it's a very, very new feature, but it's very prominent. It's right near email, you know, right on your button. So you can see where it says gift card. But I feel like you could make like some cute graphics that have Mm -hmm. like a little arrow, like, you know, you've, you've been asking how to help us click the little button down there and send your bestie who you miss a gift card or, you know, send someone a gift card for their birthday or something. So I feel like you might need to train people a little bit and show them where it is, but the setup for it was super easy. So we have a question from Luke on LinkedIn and also on Facebook. Is this available via the shop feature? It looks like it's separate from shop. Okay. It looks like it's separate. The partners were different too. It wasn't like Spotify. It was, um, 
different partners that for payment. Gotcha. So what can you tell us about like setting up fundraisers? Because I know some Mm -hmm. stores, you know, they might be just shuttered right now, but you still want to help them. And now they have these fundraisers you can do on Facebook. So, and it looks like you're able to be accessible on Instagram as well. So how can you set those up? Is it the same kind of process or is it a whole nother place? It's a little different. And I didn't go through that whole process Mm -hmm. because I was like trying to figure out the gift card one first, but the fundraiser, that was an existing thing that they've had. They've had that, but like people would do it for their birthday or something. Mm-hmm. So it, that'll probably just be on the page manager section. Okay. And they're going to keep popping them up. The second that I went and looked for that, Instagram pops that up every other time, even mm-hmm. in where the stickers are, like set your gift card up, set your thing up. So they're going to give you a lot of reminders and a lot of instructions. They realize that this is a new thing and they are trying to put in front of all small businesses. So Facebook help is a really great place. They do have a lot of great stuff and you can ask questions in there. You know, you can send a message and you do get responses from, Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's AI or people, I don't know, but anyway, you get a response. Um, So yeah, I would look at those two different options and definitely try whichever one you think will work best. I don't think you should probably choose both. Probably choosing one or the other is better. Mm -hmm. You know, if you want to do a fundraiser, Plan something like a a virtual ice cream social or something like this. I don't know. Like, I feel like for a fundraiser, just come up with a little thing and because everybody's being creative. Like there's a company that I follow that's a nail polish company and they also have nail salons, which of course are closed now. Mm -hmm. So instead of, you know, doing nothing, they're doing Instagram stories and showing people how to do manicures at home, which people are freaking out because they can't do their nails or get their hair cut or (laughs) whatever. So take whatever skill it is or like something that you can do and try to help your audience and do it as a fundraiser. You know, I think people are going to understand that, you know, sharing your expertise, you know, it's kind of a trade-off, right? Gotcha. Right. Well, and I also think that people, they want to help, but they don't always know how, Mm -hmm. right? And I mean, I've been posting a lot of like, oh, support this, support that. And some people are like, I am support out. Like, I don't know. But if you give them something simple, like buy this nail polish or participate Mm -hmm. in this or give $5 here, like, I think that that is a fantastic way to help businesses. But there was one, uh, one of these tools, uh, TechCrunch actually gave us a lot more detail on it than Mm -hmm. Instagram actually did. And it was the ability to make food photoshoppable. Which when I clicked on, I was like, what is that, right? <laughs> right? So it is just for restaurants. So those of you that, yeah, I don't I don't know that this extends to all businesses, but we do have a, a lot of people here that are, well, I like restaurants. I don't own one, but I like them. So <laughs> raise your hand if you eat. Yeah. I eat. I'm hungry right now. Yeah. <laughs> More times a day than I want to admit right now. But <laughs> so Instagram has partnered with Chow Now to add shoppable stickers to restaurant food posts and stories. So I think this is just a custom sticker that you can create. And then uh, by clicking on these attached specialty stickers, users will then be able to find either an order form and this is the cool part pre-filled with the meal that is depicted in the photo that is cool or a page for buying gift cards to the restaurant so um yeah either or and then customers can also reshare this to add their support right mm-hmm. to add one more awareness and according to TechCrunch, yeah. chow now isn't going to take commission on the food or gift cards at the moment, but restaurants do have to pay between $99 and $150 per month for these ordering and payment tools. Chow now handles the payments and then another company like DoorDash would handle the delivery. And I know the hope here is that Instagram is 
on the part of Instagram is that this will help those local businesses. But this does this seem economical to you (laughs) to like set this up for those independent restaurants? I say if you're in New York City or Boston, that $100 or $150 will pay for itself. I think for a a local restaurant, that might be hard. You know, for my favorite pizza place in town, uh, it's it's not even a chain, it's just local. That's the only way you could ever order online from them is Chow Now. Because I think it was Mm. around before um, like Instacart and DoorDash and all those things were. So I think Mm. that was, at least in the small town-ish where I'm, I'm at, that was the only option you had. So it may, I mean, I think it's worth checking out. If you're just exploring mm-hmm. this, like Peg was saying before, you know, this may be something to, to look at and maybe you'll be able to get it to work for you. It seems like a great idea though. I mean, like that's amazing to, to actually buy the food from the photo. Mm-hmm. I mean, who, there's so many, hopefully you have great photos of your food. Right. Otherwise you can figure that piece out. But I think it's really interesting. Maybe a hundred dollars isn't a lot. Maybe it just seems like a lot to me, but right, right. I don't know. Yeah. If you can get customers and keep your business going, it's worth it, right? Mm-hmm. So do you have any tips that like you've seen like our creative ideas on how local businesses or marketers, you know, working with local businesses can use this new mm-hmm. feature? I mean, have you, have you seen it out in the wild yet? The Chow Now one? Yeah. The, the, the Chow Now feature? Yeah. I haven't seen it in the wild, but I am always tapping and clicking to see what the things are. Right. I, th- I think it's a great thing. I mean, I, th- I think people, again, probably will just need a little training. Like maybe there's, you need to put something on an image, mm-hmm. like tap to order, or I think maybe some calls to action just so people know how to do these. Cause with anything that's new, like how would you know that you could tap to get the, you know? Right. So I would think coming up with some kind of cute little branded messages that say like, you know, you know, you want this right. to, or, you know, tap to order or something like that. Or like even something like want to see something cool, tap the photo, right? like something to get people to do it. And then they would be like, yeah, I mean, I can see that being very successful. Yeah. So it says the customers can reshare these stickers to increase awareness. So, but I, as like, if I take, like I go to my favorite Cajun restaurant here or, or I get food delivered and I take a picture of it and like, Hey, we're eating this at home. Do I, I don't have access to those stickers. They would have to like reshare it and use their own because because I, I wouldn't have it would I, I, think I don't so. okay no yeah. I don't think so I, I think probably you can share the post that has it okay yeah because I was trying to think of how to use user generated content for this like if they would go right. back and look through um, some of their stuff and have a con- like a photo contest you know yeah that, that you could get that kind of content and then they could tag mm-hmm. all it with their stickers and you could order it from there or whatever they could probably reshare your photo of your food Jeff and add their own order sticker on there like if you want to cool. eat like Jeff yeah. here you go <laughs> yeah, eat, don't eat like Jeff no so eat like Jeff um, the, the only thing with that is then you got to make sure that you're asking permission to use people's right. photos because it would be an ad kind of deal. Mm-hmm. So I would think coming up with maybe a hashtag with like, do a little contest, say like, you know, we miss having you guys in here so much. Mm-hmm. So we're doing a, like a show your best breakfast at Bob's right. food. I don't know, whatever the restaurant is like, you know, your pancake pictures and mm-hmm. use this hashtag because we'd love to feature you. And if you, then you can just do a note saying, you know, if you use the hashtag that we right. may ask permission to use your photos just so people know, but I think using customers photos would be great. And I think it's really cool that, innovative thinking is hopefully going to help our small businesses be able to get foot traffic or gift cards or any of these new features. I think it's great that there's options. So try them out, especially when businesses are slow. 
this really is the time that you need to come up with some innovative ideas. I did see one feature that you guys didn't mention Uh that maybe you didn't see. Well, Uh it was was just like hidden and all the stuff in the app. When you go to post a regular Instagram photo now, it has, they moved location and, and the branded content tag is actually straight up front now instead of buried down in the advanced. So it used to be, you'd have to go down to the advanced tab and then it would, you'd have to find the branded content and then tag the partner in there. Mm-hmm. But now it's right there. So boy, oh, all you influencers cool. have no excuse <laughs> for that posting your branded content. Right, right. Uh, but it was cool though. Cause they moved location too. That was another one. It was always, you'd have to edit. And then it was like that. It was so small up there at the top to mm. get, you'd get like tag partner and location. So they moved them right under tag people. Right. So it's it's pretty handy. So I wanted to ask you about what you're seeing on Instagram right now, because this is, you know, what we're going through is unprecedented and everything's is changing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've talked to some other Instagram influencers and they were saying that a lot of the, all the polished look and, you know, the super filtery and that stuff that everybody said to do a while back isn't working mm-hmm. really anymore. And even in the feed, not just stories, but even in the feed that the more raw, real, I just no hashtag, no filter kind of thing are performing better. Yeah. Have you seen that as well? Well, it's interesting because I was contemplating making that move over, which I think we personally discussed it a while back, mm-hmm. Jeff, and we were having conversation but I was like right in the middle of a 21 day like Instagram puzzle feed Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) which is like restrictive they're like good in some ways but then on the other hand you're kind of like you want to post something else and you can't I definitely think that things are moving towards the unfiltered more natural Gary Vaynerchuk's been doing it for a while his Mm -hmm. is not even some are semi-branded but everything is different it's very meme like so I think it is kind of like over it for personal brands you know having to have an overly coordinated. But here's the thing. I've been doing it for a while. Like I always use the same filters and stuff. It's like hard to break free from (laughs) that. It's like, you know, what do you mean? Just post anything that doesn't go. So you just kind of have to rip the bandaid on that and not over. I think the thing is we made Instagram too complicated and then everybody's feeds started looking the same. And then now people are like, no, they just want to see like real stuff. I was on a webinar with Instagram and they said the same thing. Mm. The Instagram like behind the scenes team said that even celebrities are just using their phones to create videos and other content. They would typically have worked with teams and stuff. And I know Martha Stewart has always just had people doing her phones and stuff for lives. And if Martha does it, we can do it too. Yeah. And Martha <laughs> needs to not be hitting the sauce when she's posting either. You saw that in the news. Like, <laughs> that was she, hysterical. Yeah. yeah. I shared that. Yeah, she, was, she got drunk and posted on a baby chicken photo. Yeah, yeah. So funny. So <laughs> we, she's everybody. That's all of us in all? quarantine. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> yes. So what would you, with during this time, uh, Peg, do you have any like advice that how you would like, because I know you run some, some accounts for some big brands. How would you invite them right now to be marketing on Instagram? Mm, good question. I think number one, be consistent in your posting and really have a strategy for how you're going to help your people. That's the biggest thing that I've been trying to do is figure out how I can help the customers that we serve, what will help make their lives better. So like Olive and June, the nail polish company that I was talking about, 
they created like a whole series of videos teaching you how to use their products and sharing like how to do manicures, things like that. They also have a salon. So some people would say, well, you're teaching people yourself out of a job, but people will go to the salon later. They've just pivoted and they came up with this like special package with like all the colors. They created a product out of it. So how can you do something like that? How can you pivot? I've created marketing materials as a bundle that we give to our customers. And that's all based on like we're open, our hours have changed, like to help them with their messaging. So it depends on what kind of industry you're in, but whatever it is, you want to be sensitive to the fact, I mean, everybody's in the same boat. We're all kind of like trying to figure out what's going on. So don't bombard with sales messages. I think it's still fine to pitch your products. I mean, just do it, like help people entertain people because people right now are stressed. And so it's helping when people can see a live stream on how to do something. I think it's very helpful and entertaining and it's helping connect. I think that people are going to remember the brands that, you know, were kind of consistent and helpful during this time versus other things. That's a good point. So we've got more news. I mean, we've got a bunch of news going up. So Grace, break this next (laughs) one down too. Oh, so we are going to completely switch gears here and talk about IGTV, right? Mm -hmm. So Instagram updated its IGTV app in the hopes of getting more people to use the service and promote creators who are making long form videos on there, right? So we hear that IGTV's new homepage features the popular creator at the top, as well as content from their accounts that the user may already follow. Uh, They've also released a small but impactful update They now allow users to share their IGTV content to stories as a 15-second video promo. These uh, short video previews are intended to encourage users to click and watch the whole video over on IGTV and hopefully, fingers crossed, giving those creators more views. So, Peg, do you know if users are going to be able to pick which 15 seconds of their videos will be used in this promo? Or do you think it'll simply be that first 15 seconds? I think it'll be the first 15 seconds. I think it'll kind of be the deal like, because right now when you want to share the IGTV as a post, it chooses just the beginning. Mm. So I'm guessing it'll be the beginning. So that even gives you, I mean, I think that is an amazing update though, because it is hard. They keep trying to make, IGTV a thing. I think it's great, but I think it's still, they're still trying to figure out how to get more people to watch it. Mm -hmm. So they're moving it into like your profile, moving it to different places. So I think this is great because in the story, people will see a clip and it will be the same kind of as ideas when you watch it in the post at the 55 seconds when it will go to more. So just when you're recording, it'll be really important to have something really good at the 13 to 15 second mark. And then again, at the 55 second mark, if you're going to save it as a post. So it's really, you know, you got to be creative in your editing. And I would say one person to definitely watch would be Shaleen Johnson because she's amazing. And she's got all the, the good tricks for creating great video. And she spoke at social media marketing world. I watched her, I listened to her session afterwards and she was so great in explaining like, you know, get that 55 second mark, have something that's going to make sure you hook people to make sure they watch more. So it does take more thought, but if you're going to go to the trouble of making a video and then you could do just, if you're doing a quick edit to it, obviously you don't have to super polish it because we've just talked about how they're more real and whatever, but Mm. more polished and more raw, but 
also say something good at 15 seconds and 55 seconds. (laughs) Well, one of the things that I, so I was talking to her about this as well. She doesn't mess with trying to, you know, look at the clock and do something at 55 seconds. She goes back and records it and then jumps it in the cut is what she does, which I thought was genius. She's like, like, I would never be able to do that. Like watch, oh, I got to make something, you know, snappy at 55 seconds, you know? (laughs) So, but one of the things I do want to say this, because when we were talking about Instagram before, we were talking about the, um, uh, using it on the desktop that we said we couldn't, you couldn't do any content. You can upload IGTV videos. So I've yeah. actually done that before and, and that's relatively new, but I wanted to make sure we had that clarification because you can actually upload one thing on one Instagram. Thing. Yes. There, you, if you want to upload your IGTV, it's still a little quirky, uh, but you can do that. So, but there's so many pieces when you upload an IGTV, I know. It's, there's like, it's like, it's a, you mess. Know, a title and a this and a that, like you can't do all that on your phone. Come right. on. Right now. So these previews are going to be a minute long and they're going to, you need to be able to grab your attention, but 15 seconds, yeah, 15 15 seconds seconds doesn't seem like very long at all. Nope. That's the length of one story though. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Just one story is worth. Yeah. But I mean, people make their decision in way less time than that. To be honest, it's like three or four seconds. So you need so. to have like explosions and fireworks and stuff to get them to catch, <laughs> kittens catch their flying attention. flying in the air. Yes, kittens, like, juggling kittens. kittens, that would be great. That, <laughs> so, so you need something at the three-second mark, at the six-second mark. Right. Where, where are these decision points, Peg? I right. need to know. Like yes. constant action all the time. Right. Hey, everybody. Hi. Yeah. Hi. And then I'll get them like later. But see, then everybody, like you said, will start doing that same thing. And then you're going to have of to course. figure out something else to do to stand out. Of the course. So also yeah. last, uh, last month, Instagram began testing the option to share live videos to IGTV as soon as a broadcast ends to help build content on the platform. And also earlier this year, the company began experimenting with monetizing IGTV with ads. And it's reportedly working with a handful of IGTV channels on this. That's unconfirmed. (laughs) But do you think people are watching IGTV? Really? I watch IGTV. Okay. So I mean, um, but are they flocking to it? Are they flocking to it to watch? I don't think people are flocking to it, but I think it's more popular than live on Instagram. I think that they are good. I mean, the shows that are good are good. And I will go back and watch people's to see if they've done any more. I I like to watch makeup things and nail things. And I don't know. Me too. I know you do. I know there's a wood carving guy. You should do one. I think people do watch them. I'm not sure if people are obsessively watching them, but they mix them into the Explore page. I mean, let's be honest though. Look how many Instagram products we've talked about in this, just right. this like, oh, we've got more. there's so many, it's kind of confusing. So imagine how confusing it is to other people to know which thing to click on and look to find things. Right. So, so that brings me up to the next point of news. I want to make sure we have time to cover this. So Instagram appears to be testing a new challenge sticker for stories. Mm -hmm. So if rolled out publicly, these stickers would enable users to prompt more engagement by calling on their friends and followers to participate in visual components on the platforms. And this was discovered by Mike Wong, uh, and it was shared on social media today. So this hasn't been officially released. Mm -hmm. We found it in the wild, but it seems like it's a clear challenge to TikTok to Mm -hmm. me. Do you think this will translate well for people? it depends on if the kids want to do it. So I want to, I, th- now this what because it's not released yet, but there was this yeah. filter that my daughter was, she spent all day, she's 19, uh, all day with this thing where it, puts, some, it, puts, uh, it puts something on her on your, and you have to read this kind of mumbo jumbo and guess what the word is. And it records yeah. it to stories all day. She spent on this, was challenging her friends. So yeah. my thought is if they have something there where they can challenge it with a hashtag, I yeah. just think it might just work. 
in theory, when you think about what they do on TikTok, it's a little clip of music and then people reuse the same clip of music right. and they all do the same dance. We're all going to do Renegade, 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 mm-hmm. you know, like they're all doing the, you know, the same thing over and over again. It seems kind of stupid, but it's not because it's like a hook. Right. It just sticks in your head and then the little song sticks in your head and then you're going to practice it and you're going to do it. So obviously people like it. It's a way to join in something without having to come up with a whole idea yourself, or you could join in and put some creative spin on it. Mm-hmm. The flip the switch one. Have you guys seen the flip the switch challenge no. on TikTok? It's so funny. Um, so I can see this really working if they do it well. I guess another thing is, you know, will people get annoyed because they just copied it? Mm. But I would say no, because stories were 100% copied from that thing called Snapchat. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so I think people will like it. I think people mm. will like the challenge. And the interesting thing is that person that found it, that talked about it on Twitter, she finds all the things. Yeah, she's like a is, reverse engineer. Yeah, she's amazing. Yeah, she's, she's like, Instagram's like, stop. That's right. <laughs> Don't but, tell um, our secrets. They're telling that. Yeah. So they do test a lot of things that never make it, though. I mean, that's for real. Like there's a lot of things that people try and then they don't. But I think this one, they will. Yeah. They don't want TikTok to take any more of the market with this. They really want to want those kids back. So good luck. They're all on TikTok. My niece is on Instagram and she's a musician and she's a theater kid and she has a great Instagram account. She'll Mm -hmm. do like original songs and she's like just this week blowing up on TikTok wow. and she had like 3000 followers. And like a day later, she's got like 5,000. That's amazing. From doing little songs. She's actually singing. She's not like doing clips that other people did, but yeah. so it's a wide open field and Instagram is probably like, why? Like, but then when you look at that as a kid, like, where are you going to go then? Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to go where there's growth and where there's more people Right. And that probably 13 to 17 for sure. But even your daughter's age, you know, probably even up to 21 there, everybody's on TikTok watching right. stuff. I deleted it, but I added it to go. Cause you heard all the bad things about right. TikTok, right? right? right. But my, my niece was on there. So I wanted to see her videos. So, right. So you got back on. Yeah. So uh, as always, Peg, you've just given us so much information, some great tips as well for marketers, even during this kind of crazy time that we're in, but we want to make sure that we have time to let people know where they can find you. So what's the best place? Uh, pegfitzpatrick.com or you can find me on Instagram. I'm on TikTok, but I don't do anything. So don't find me there. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I have like 75 followers. I don't know what they're waiting for, but it's going right. to be a long wait. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, I'm definitely going to check out your account to figure out what this puzzle challenge you alluded to was. Oh, it's, it's a puzzle funny. feed. It's like all yeah. one. Gr- it's 21 different Instagram posts that make one image. That's yeah, pretty oh. amazing. Yeah. It was very cool. So yeah, make sure you go check that out. And uh, Peg, as always, thank you so much for being here. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for having me. Bye, Bye Peg. Now. Thank you. Bye. Awesome. 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 So yeah, I love having Peg on. She gives such good advice. So we want to make sure to let you guys know that you can find all the details, links, and notes on everything discussed in today's episode and our social media marketing talk show recap. It's published Saturdays at Social Media Examiner, and you can find that at socialmediaexaminer.com forward slash news at socialmediaexaminer.com forward slash news. And we also would love for you to subscribe to our podcast that we're recording right now at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify with new episodes publishing every Saturday. And our next show is on Friday, April 24th at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. You can find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. And you can find out all about those shows, when we're going to do them, put them on your calendar by going to socialmediaexaminer.com forward slash live show.
And before you go, make sure you check out that new online course from our founder and CEO, Michael Stelzner, Becoming Well-Known. You can find that at socialmediaexaminer.com slash known. So thank you to our audience and a very special thank you to Peg Fitzpatrick and Ed Lawrence for joining us today. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. I most certainly did. And I definitely learned a lot. So I hope you guys have a good weekend. Bye good now. Week. Bye. The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more social media insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com. Want more good stuff? Sign up for our top-notch social marketing newsletter. We deliver it straight into your inbox three days a week. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates.